Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. This is our our theme scripture that we're going based on. And if you could put it up on the board for me right there. Acts chapter 1, verse number 8, it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Now, I would love for some participation if you would like to. So if, if on the count of three, all of us could say that scripture as loud as we want, make sure the children's ministry hears us, youth ministry hears us, that would be amazing. But ready, set, one, two, three. Beautiful. That was awesome. All right. So that is our theme scripture. And what we're setting out to do over this this series is just to give us a deeper understanding of who the person of the Holy Spirit is, who the power of the Holy Spirit is, what what the Holy Spirit is all about in our daily lives. And if we want to kind of get an example of that, the best way to get an example of that is really to look through scripture. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Because the scripture unveils to us, kind of gives us this understanding and revelation of who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit did in the life of Jesus. And so it's important for us to be able to grab a hold of those things. Because if you you were to read scripture, you would see that Jesus was empowered by the Holy Spirit and Jesus did signs, miracles, and wonders right? He walked in wisdom. He walked in, in, in knowledge. He walked in all kinds of gifting. But then from there... Jesus introduced the Holy Spirit to the disciples. So when the Holy Spirit left, then the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples. Now, what's really great about this is then the the disciples began to experience the Holy Spirit, but then it didn't stop there because the disciples would come to people who just got saved and say, hey, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And a lot of them would go, never heard of that. What's that all about? And then it would say that they would receive the Holy Spirit as well. The Holy Spirit would come upon them. So it's like this great picture of how it's supposed to go in our lives. Now, sometimes we look at the Holy Spirit and think, well, wait a minute, man. The Holy Spirit, Pastor Scott, the experiences that I've had have been kind of, um, you know, kind of iffy, kind of weird. People kind of done some crazy things. Well, a lot of times, if you would look in Scripture, those crazy things didn't necessarily happen. So sometimes people get in the flesh a little bit. And, but we have to be able to always look through the lens of Scripture to see what, what kind of personality is the Holy Spirit? What kind of character does the Holy Spirit have? Who, who exa- how, how does he actually function in our life? And so what we want to do is we want to kind of be able to look at and say, you know what, we want to live an empowered life just like the early church did. Wouldn't you agree? Because when I read the early church, when I look at the book of Acts and I read the early church, I think, wow, look at all of these things that were taking place. All of these magnificent, like just, whoa, things. But then we get kind of sometimes in our little box and we think, oh, well, that was back then, not for now. Yeah, amen to that. It It is for now as well. The empowered life of the Holy Spirit in your life is for now. It's not past, but it's for today. And this word empowered in the Greek means to fill with power, strength, or to make one strong, to impart ability. Now, who doesn't want that? I I know I want that. I want the Holy Spirit to impart ability inside of my life so that I can be all that God has called me to be. I hope you do too, because that's how important it is for us to recognize and understand, man, I really need the Holy Spirit in my life. I can't kind of put him off or shelve him and just kind of, yeah, he's there. I actually really do need the Holy Spirit in my life every single day operating and functioning in my life. And see, the thing, too, about it is you can't, like, say, you know, well, the Holy Spirit is, is just kind of an, an it. Or, you know, he, he's just kind of a thing, and, he, and he's out there. And he's just kind of this mysterious power that, that we really can't get a handle on. See, when we, we kind of approach it from that attitude, 
then what happens is we begin to neglect the Holy Spirit. But it's so important that the Holy Spirit was sent here. That's why Jesus said, hey, guys, I got to go. But I'm not going to leave you lonely. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit to help you operate in this life. So it's important for us to recognize that. But see, what happens is we just kind of acknowledge Jesus and we acknowledge God, which we should do, right? But at the same time, he's part of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. And so we should be recognizing him as well, that he is the third person of the Godhead. And in that, we have to be able to say, okay, you know what? Then I need to begin to understand this relationship. And if you've grown up in maybe some teaching that says, oh, no, the Holy Spirit is like really distant or, or, or weird or strange, then you know what? We hope to, 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 to kind of help you understand, get a better understanding that, no, the Holy Spirit is really something or really someone who wants to be a part of your life every single day, not just on Sundays, not just, you know, maybe on a Wednesday, but every single day he wants to be engaged. So he is the third person of the Godhead and he should be treated that way. He should be treated with respect. So the title of my message is the person of the Holy Spirit in your life. The person of the Holy Spirit in your life. Let me pray real quick and then we'll jump into this further. Holy Spirit, Help us to understand that you are a person and that you love us and you want what's best for us and you want to just grow your relationship with us. Let us have ears to hear today. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so let me start with two things um, kind of to keep, for us to keep in mind. The first is the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. He's not some mystical spirit power, right? That maybe sometimes we could think like, oh, well, I know what TV you know, shows kind of portray something. Not, not the Holy Spirit, but other things um, or movies or whatever. But he is an actual person, not some mysti- uh, mystical uh, power, okay? And the thing about it was is that Jesus always referred to the Holy Spirit as a he. He never said it. He never said, you know, just some random thing. He always said he. And if you were to read John chapter 14 through 16, which we won't do, but if you were to read all the way through that, you would see Jesus referring to the Holy Spirit as a he, okay? But let me give you an example of one passage, John 16, 13 through 15. And if you don't have your Bibles, you can um, look up here on the uh, Sky Bible right here. And it'll have it up there. But this is what, what Jesus said. He's, he's talking to his disciples. He's describing the Holy Spirit. And he says this. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I say that he will take of mine and declare it to you. So you notice in just in that passage of Scripture, right, Jesus didn't refer to the Holy Spirit as some mystical power, some mystical spirit or an enigma, right? But he acknowledged the Holy Spirit as a person. That's something that each one of us need to do in our life. Acknowledge the Holy Spirit as a person, just as we acknowledge Jesus as a person, just as we acknowledge God the Father as a person. We need to acknowledge Jesus in this way. So that tells me, at least to me personally, that then the Holy Spirit has characteristics of a person. Okay? And you can look up, up some of this in, in, your, um, in your Bibles. But that means he has a mind. He thinks. He can give and receive love. The Holy Spirit loves you. You can love the Holy Spirit back. He can, he can be grieved. He can be insulted. He can teach and he can give understanding. Now that's just the name of a few of the things that he does. But he can teach. He shows you scripture. When you're reading scripture, man, all of a sudden, I don't know if you've ever read your Bible, but you're reading a scripture and all of a sudden the light bulb turns on when it comes to a scripture. You know who that is? That's the Holy Spirit. 
He, he's enlightening that scripture to you because it's supposed to mean something to you. It's supposed to go, oh, wait a minute. I got to, oh, I, what? I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to connect the dots somehow. Yeah. But see, the great thing about it is he's with you at all times. That's how wonderful that the Holy Spirit is. So the more we receive the Holy Spirit as a person and the more that we know him as a person, the more we can experience his presence and his power in our lives. Amen to that. I mean, I want that. Now, the second thing for us to know is that Jesus is Lord. We know that, right? Jesus is Lord. But another thing is, is that the Holy Spirit is Lord too. The Holy Spirit is Lord because he is the very spirit of Jesus. Now, let me, let me read this scripture in Corinthians to kind of back it up before you start throwing stones at me or anything like that. Okay. It says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. It says, For the Lord is a spirit, and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Now, I, the Passion Translation reads it this way. It says, Now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. That, that's what right there. And whatever he, wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. Wherever the Holy Spirit is, wherever he is Lord, then there is freedom. So since the Bible teaches that, that God is a triune being, right? There's God the Son, God the uh, Father, and God the Holy Spirit. They are all one then we can be confident to conclude that since all are God and God is Lord, then all are Lord. Could, would you agree with me on that? Okay, good. That's awesome. And so, so let, me, let me lay out this real quick. What does Lord mean then? Well, it means master, owner, or one having authority, he to whom a person or thing belongs. So when we say that Jesus is Lord of our life, then that means Jesus is supposed to be master of our life. He's the one that's supposed to be helping us and navigating with the help of the Holy Spirit. So when we say, you know, the Holy Spirit is Lord, that means, you know, what the Holy Spirit has an opportunity then to begin to work inside of our life to bring this salvation, this, this transformation that's supposed to take place in our lives. The Holy Spirit does that. The Holy Spirit is working in you. It doesn't matter if you're a baby, born-again Christian. You just got born again. The Holy Spirit now is operating in your life to help you mature and to grow so that you can be all that God has called you to be, so that you can live an empowered life. See, so with that scripture then, Paul tells us, that the Holy Spirit is the one who has authority over our freedom. Man, don't you want to be free? I do. Because there's so much stuff out there that can attach itself to us. But then, this is something to think about. First, no matter what fights to control or limit your life, or how long it's been an issue, if you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit is with you. Right? And wherever he is, there's always an opportunity for freedom. So that means there's opportunity for freedom in your life every day. Because the Holy Spirit lives in you. He does. And so every day you have an opportunity. But then you might say, well, yeah, but Pastor Scott, why then am I still struggling with things? Why do I still find myself kind of hitting the wall and I'm not going any further? Well, could it be that even though the Holy Spirit is Lord of all, maybe you haven't made him Lord over your all. Maybe you haven't surrendered to the Holy Spirit to let him do the job that he's supposed to do, which is supposed to sometimes convict you of your sin, convict you of your lifestyle, right? Not in a way that would like, you know, want to pound you into the ground and beat you up. He's just like, hey, you're a child of God. You can do better. Man, you know, I know you, I, you can, remember what that scripture said about living in righteousness, living in, you know, 
That's what the Holy Spirit does. He doesn't come to pound you and beat you up. He comes to just talk to you and say, hey, I think you can do better. He talks to me all the time. You guys, a lot of you guys know my, 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 my driving stories because I'm, I'm from California and I don't like slow drivers. And I get like really riled up and I get frustrated and I'm in my car and I'm like, ah, you know, my wife says I turn into someone totally different. But, but see, those are times when then the Holy Spirit says, hey, what are you displaying right now? Are you just displaying my, my peace? No. Are you displaying my love? No. Because, you know, I want to get mad and look at the person when I'm driving by like, you're too slow, you know? I'm not displaying those things, but see, the Holy Spirit comes. And he wants to teach. He wants to, to encourage. He wants to say, Scott, Pastor Scott, you're better than that. You, you can do this thing. But see, he does that with all of our lives. And it might not be just, you know, the car, car issue. It could be other things in your life. But you have to recognize that when he comes, he's not coming to beat you up. He's coming to come alongside of you and say, hey, you can do better. You're a child of God. Let me help you. I, I want to help you. I want to be with you every step of the way. I want to walk with you through this thing. I want to make sure that you are, are touching base and, and just being able to just navigate this thing in the best way possible. Will you slip up? Maybe. But the, the greatest thing is, like I said, Holy Spirit is love too. Not just Jesus, not just God. Holy Spirit loves you. And he said, hey, that's okay. Pick yourself back up again and let's go, right? So maybe, maybe you haven't made Jesus Lord over all in your life. And maybe that's why sometimes you, you continue to find yourself still caught or trapped in some of these areas of your life. Even though the Holy Spirit lives in you and the Holy Spirit wants to bring freedom to your life, but if we just keep going back and, and, and doing the same old things all the time and not listening to them, of course he's not going to be able to, to work on it because he's a gentleman. The Holy Spirit's not somebody who just barges right in. He says, I'm willing to work with you. I, I'm so thankful for that because I, I can be a knucklehead. I really can. I know that, man. I know God sometimes is like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me again? But see, the, the Holy Spirit is so gracious. He's so, so loving. But see, we've got to get into this total surrender. We've got to get into that where, you know what, the Holy Spirit begins to, to, to maybe share a scripture to us. And, and, and the reason he's doing it is because on purpose. And then we begin to surrender to what that scripture has to say. Oh, I'm not, so, I, you know, I'm not supposed to be engaged in evil things. Yeah then don't do it, right? I mean, it's just simple stuff. But see, we have to understand that the Holy Spirit wants to work in our life. And as we surrender, then it's part of this growing and maturing process that we're on our journey. How many are on a journey with Jesus? I am. I hope I never stop my journey with Jesus. Because if I stop my journey with Jesus, I'm in trouble, right? It doesn't matter what position I hold in the church or what position I do. I got to keep having my journey going with Jesus. And it's the same for us. So we could paraphrase then this 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, and it can read like this. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit is given lordship, he will bring freedom. So if you give the Holy Spirit an opportunity to be, uh, have lordship in your life and you start making the corrections that you're supposed to be making according to the God's word and according to the leading of the Holy Spirit, then you know what? All of a sudden you'll start to see these chains break off of you. You'll start to see these addictions, these bondages, these things that are, that are, that are happening in your life. All of a sudden they'll begin to drop off and you'll get to a point where you're like, whoa, whoa, I don't even deal with that anymore. How did that happen? What well, happened because you were obeying. You are listening. You are following the direction of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is standing in there and said, man, no way. I'm, we're, I'm, I'm on, on this with you. And we're going to make it through. And next thing you know, that thing's going to just kind of drop off of you. 2 Corinthians 3.18, right at the verse right after that says this. So all of us who have held, oh, I'm sorry. So all of us who have had the veil removed. That means, you know what? Salvation has come to us. Okay. Salvation has come. Our spiritual eyes have been opened. It says this, can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. Now, the word can, that is not automatic. We got to do our part. 
You look at it and go, oh, well, man, then I can see and, and I can reflect the glory of the Lord. Well, no, you, you got to do your part. You've got to put in the work, so to speak. You got to be able to say, okay, well, man, if I'm going to reflect the glory of the Lord, then what is it I need to do? Oh, I need to follow what the Word of God tells me? Yeah. Oh, do I need to follow what the Holy Spirit is trying to just convince me or talk to me about? Yeah. And as you do that, then all of a sudden the glory of the Lord begins to shine through your life. And people go, hey, there's something different about you. What, what is it? And you're all, well, let me tell you. I go to church. I have Jesus in my life. Really? Yeah. And then you get to share your testimony, whatever that testimony. We all have a testimony. Whatever, whatever that looks like. We all have a testimony, right? Shake your head. Yeah. I got a testimony, Pastor Scott. Whoop, 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 whoop. Right? Okay? We all got a testimony. And God wants to use that testimony to tell others about him. If, if, it's, if, if it's been that good to you, right? He's been good to you. So then it goes on to say, it says, and, or, like, or if we do that, the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. What a promise. What a promise to, to, to know that the, as I begin to put uh, the Holy Spirit in a position of lordship in my life, then I begin to change from kind of glory to glory. That I begin to kind of see myself in this glorious image because not because of who I am, right? Bible says that our righteousness is like filthy rags, but it's because of who Jesus is in my life. And when Jesus is, 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 is Lord of my life and I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to have lordship over my life as well in this daily walk, then man, you know what? You start to radiate so much so that people are attracted to you. That you're just like, what? But, but that's, that's how it works. That's, that's the kind of things that God does. So as the Holy Spirit transforms us, then it helps us be the best version of ourselves that we can be for the kingdom. The best version of ourselves for, for, for the kingdom purpose because every single one of us who has made Jesus Lord of our life and even really those who are not saved yet, God has a purpose and a plan for their life. He really does. But if you've asked Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life right now, he's got a purpose and a plan for you, but man, it, it's going to take the help of the Holy Spirit to be involved in your life so that you can get to those, those plans and those, those things that God wants to do through you. And, and let me just say this. Those plans, whether they are big or whether they are small, are all important to the kingdom of God. Believe that. Because sometimes people think, oh, i got to do big things for Jesus. Yeah, that's great. But sometimes, you know what? He says, I just want you to do the small thing. If you do the small thing, then when you get to heaven, I'm going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, because you did the small thing. Some people are called to big things. Some people are called to small things. But see, are we going to be faithful? Are we going to be a faithful servant of the Lord to follow that, that leading and that direction? And so our whole Christian life depends, depends on our relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I believe that's why the enemy is so hard at work to try to cause confusion to try to cause all kinds of, of, of controversy and conflict among other Christians about the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit does and, and the power of the Holy Spirit. But see, God never intended the Holy Spirit to be, to be that confusing, to be that hard, to, make, to create conflict. Because when you look at it and you read the New Testament, there was not a single time that I read that any of the early church sat back and were confused about the Holy Spirit. They just weren't. In fact, they welcomed the Holy Spirit. They said, Holy Spirit, come. Come and be a part of our lives. Come and do what you do best. But there was no, like, confusion. There was no, like, ah, oh, this is so confusing, so hard. And again, like I said last week, wherever you are at, as far as this Holy Spirit thing is, then you know what? Hopefully, you, you, if you want to grow, grow. If not, you stay where you're at. I'm okay with it. There is no pressure on, on, on this part. But, but I just want you to understand that, man, there was no confusion when it came about the Holy Spirit in the New Testament church, the early church. No confusion. They welcomed. Oh, no, I haven't heard about the Holy Spirit. Oh, well, let me tell you. And what happened? 
the Holy Spirit would show up. The Holy Spirit would be upon their lives. And, and things would happen. And so they were excited. They welcomed. They welcomed him into their, 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 um, their, into their lives. He had a place in their lives. And so let's look at John chapter 14. And um, here we're just going to look at how Jesus um, is introducing and identifying some significant insights about the Holy Spirit to the disciples. Now, he's talking to the disciples, but I, I want you to be able to listen with ears as though he's talking to you. Okay, can you do that for me today? Just say, okay, I'm going to take it as though what, what, when we read the scripture, Jesus is talking to me. Because technically you are a disciple. And so he's just kind of wanting, wanting to share, right? But here Jesus, he's just guaranteeing them that, you know what? I, I'm not going to leave you empty-handed. I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm not going to leave you just by yourselves, right? Because at, at, at some point they realize, oh my gosh, Jesus is leaving. What are we going to do, right? And so John chapter 14, verse 16 and 17 says this. And I will ask the Father, this is Jesus talking to the disciples, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it is not looking for him. Stop right there. I hope as a Christian that would never be said about any of us as Christians that we're not even looking for the Holy Spirit, okay? Because that, that, that right there is just telling. I mean, I'm like, whoa. I mean, could you be a Christian and allow, look for the Holy Spirit? Yeah, you could. I'm sure you could. But he says right there, the world cannot receive him because it, didn't, it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. So the, you just gotta, you gotta be able to be open to, to him moving in your life and operating in your life. But this is what he says. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Okay? So in these two verses, we, five, we find five intimate details that Jesus told the disciples that they could expect in their relationship with the Holy Spirit. Okay? And these five apply to you as well. Okay? Very first one. The Holy Spirit is an advocate. The Holy Spirit is an advocate. John chapter 14, verse 16 says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. So we're just going to be sitting in, the, in, the, in this John uh, 14 through 17 passage. He says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. So from the moment you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit takes up residence in your life. Automatically. It's like, boom. Now, you know, you didn't all of a sudden feel funky and weird and, you know, grow long hair or anything like that. But, 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 yeah, those, those with long hair. Um, but, but, but the Holy Spirit is inside of you. He dwells in you if you've made Jesus the Lord of your life. And he, he, he takes up residence there to, to give you an advocate. Now, an advocate is, 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 in some translation, is comforter or a helper. How many know that? How good is that, right? Like in help, all right? But the Greek word for it is parakletos, Okay which is actually a compound word. So we're just going to break that down for a little bit. The word para means alongside. So it carries the idea of being very close in proximity to someone or something um, else to assist or support in any way needed in our daily affairs. So he is there to assist you. That's comforting, right? Because have you ever felt, maybe it's just me, but have you ever felt like, man, you're just doing this all on your own? Like, man, I, I don't even know where God is right now. I, I, I'm trying, I, man, right now, I'm, I got this big thing in front of me. I don't even know what to do. But see, Jesus said, hey, guys, I'm going to send the helper. I'm going to send an advocate. I'm going to send a comforter. And he's going to be the one that's going to be right by your side every step of the way. 
That's shouting noise, right? Or whatever you want to call it. I mean, think about that. You've got the Holy Spirit living inside of you, taking up residence in, in you. And everything that you navigate through throughout your day, he's right there to help you. Whether it's got to be like, you know, whether it's finances, whether it's work, whether it's family, whether it's, it's, it's anything that, that we encounter throughout our day, the, the Holy Spirit is right there with us. So why couldn't we ask the Holy Spirit, hey, can you help me? Can you help me in this? Because I'm not even sure where to go with it. I'm not even, I, I don't I have no idea. And the Holy Spirit is so gracious. I truly believe he'll say, yeah, I'll help you if you'll listen. Because we got to do our part, right? Yeah, we got to do our part. The second part of the word is uh, kletos, which carries the idea of summoning. Uh, summoning forth an individual to do something very specific, or you could say called one. He's a called one to come alongside of you. So in other words, the Holy Spirit has a job description. He is called to come alongside every believer to help them. He comes into our life to provide us with assistance, the same assistance, I'm going to take a step further, that Jesus would give if Jesus was standing right next to you. What? Think about that. The Holy Spirit will give you the same assistance if you were walking with Jesus. Oh my goodness. That just rocks my world. Because, you know, I don't know if you've ever thought this before. Maybe I thought it a lot when I was a kid. But I always thought, oh, it would be so much cooler if I grew up in Jesus' time and I got to walk with Jesus. But then I, you, you look at, at Scripture and you understand what Jesus was saying to these disciples. And it's like, you know what? There's no difference. There's, there really is no difference in the whole thing. And so he comes to live inside of us. And whatever Jesus would do to assist us, that is precisely what the Holy Spirit would do. Man, he, he dwells in us. The Bible says that, you know, in verse 17, and, 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 and we'll read that in a minute, but it says that he leads us into all truth. The Holy Spirit does. So you know you can't go wrong if you're kind of pressing in and trying to develop this relationship with the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not saying you don't develop your relationship with Jesus and, and with God the Father, but again, it's three in one. So as you're developing your relationship with Jesus, you're developing your relationship, I mean, you're, you're developing your relationship with the Holy Spirit and with God the Father. If you're developing your relationship with God the Father, you're developing your relationship with the Holy Spirit and, 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 and developing your relationship with Jesus. And then if you're developing a relationship with, with uh, the Holy Spirit, then you're developing a relationship with Jesus, and then you're developing your relationship with the God the Father. Wow, I'm glad I got through that. <laughs> I got a little tongue-tied. But do you get my point? Because I don't want people to go, oh, he just, oh, you know, too much, too much Holy Spirit today, not enough Jesus. No, they're all the same. Okay? Just want to make sure I'm good, because I don't want any emails or any, any, anybody, you know, slashing my tires or anything like that before I leave. Okay? The second point is this. The Holy Spirit is just like Jesus. Kind of, we alluded to that a little bit. Again, it says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. Now, the Greek word for that is allos, which means the very same kind. So he's telling his disciples, hey, guys, man, again, if you have the Holy Spirit, you have me. I love there's a scripture, and I can't remember exactly where it's at, but, but you know, Jesus, um, he, Jesus said that, you know, the Holy Spirit speaks what he hears the Father say. He speaks what I, what I say. I mean, that's, that's amazing because when we're pressing in and, and we are, are, are trying to ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom and direction, it's just as though Jesus is talking to you. That's why it's so important to approach God's word spiritually. Hey, Holy Spirit, speak to me when I read today. Or, Jesus, speak to me when I read today. God the Father, speak to me while I read today. And he wants to. That's, that's the amazing thing. He, well, it's not amazing, it's awesome, I guess you could say. 
But he, but he really does want to speak to us. And again, whatever Jesus would say is exactly what the Holy Spirit would say. And whatever Jesus would do is exactly what the Holy Spirit would do. So he was encouraging the disciples, right? And, and really, you and me as well, that the Holy Spirit and Jesus are identical in every way. Every single way. And so by you having him, it will be as though you have me. And so just as the disciples walked um, with Jesus, they felt comfort and security. Would you agree? I bet you they did. So now that we have the Holy Spirit, shouldn't we be feeling the same comfort and security? Absolutely. Because he's exactly like Jesus. He's exactly like Jesus. Third point, the Holy Spirit will stay forever. Holy Spirit will stay forever. John chapter 14, 16 again. Surprise. says, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. Now, I can't imagine what the, 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 the disciples were going through when Jesus was telling them, hey guys, I got to depart. I got to go. I got to go do what God has intended me to do. I got to go to the cross. I got to die. I got to raise again. And then I got to ascend into heaven. But he said it was so imperative for him to leave so that the Holy Spirit would come. But the great thing about it is not only that he would come, he would also lead them. Right? So if, if, the Holy Spirit was leading them, if you read in the book of Acts, if the Holy Spirit was leading them, then that means the Holy Spirit will lead us. I mean, it, it's just not rocket science. It's very simple. If, if, if we read in Acts and go, wow, look at what the early church was doing. Look what was going on. Doesn't that mean then that we could see early church stuff happening today? If we would just be obedient and we would just follow the Holy Spirit's direction and his leading? Yes, absolutely. And so here, here but here's the difference though. And I, th I think maybe even for us, it might, might have been a little bit like, oh, wow, how do, how do we navigate that? Because they were going from being with Jesus physically and being led by Jesus visibly every day for three years. And now all of a sudden, Kind of like it's shifting gears. Because to them, it's, this is going to be different now because now they're going to have to be led by a leader that they cannot touch. They're going to be led by a leader that maybe they can't hear audibly in their ears. Right? They were hanging with Jesus for three years and he's leading, directing, teaching, guiding, doing all these things. And all of a sudden, now he says, hey, the Holy Spirit's coming and it's important that I go away. He's going to come dwell inside of you and he's going to be your leader. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. But Jesus, you were showing us what we needed to do. So it was almost going like from a physical thing to a spiritual thing. They were like, oh, okay, so now we've got to now learn how this was going to, to kind of work in our lives. But you know what the great thing about it is? They did it. It wasn't complicated. It wasn't hard. See, I think sometimes we get in the way, and we make it complicated, and we make it hard. But see, the disciples were like, oh my gosh, he's going away. Oh, Holy Spirit's coming. He's going to live inside of us. Oh, okay. All right. And then next thing you know, they start obeying what they feel the Holy Spirit is saying. And boom, the church grows. Boom, signs, miracles, and wonders happen. Boom, they're praying like crazy. Just, I mean, they, the planet was shaken by the fact that the Holy Spirit came. So we've got to learn to kind of lean into him, right? They, they had to learn how to lean into him. So we've got to learn to lean into him. And then the fact that he said, you know what? Holy Spirit's going to stay with you forever. Forever. Until you get to heaven. You know, there's a scripture that talks about how the Holy Spirit is a seal of your salvation. 
forever. So if you're a Christian in this life, the Holy Spirit is with you forever. He, he is not going to pack his bags when you mess up. He's not going to say, it's later, dude, I'm out of here. He's not going to do that. He's going to be like, all right, let's go, man. We got some work to do. But he's just not going to bail on us. He's not going to just walk away from us. He is there to live with us forever. He is there to take a permanent residence inside of us. And I believe, too, because of that permanent residence, that's going to give us a boldness, just like the disciples, to fulfill what God's called us to do. But see, again, it's, it's, it's recognizing and understanding that the Holy Spirit is a part, part of my life. Number four, as a Christian, the Holy Spirit will seem familiar. Now we jump to John 14, 17. It says, He is the Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth. The world cannot receive Him because it isn't looking for Him and doesn't recognize Him. And then he says, But you know Him because He lives with you now and later He will be in you. So we know through the gospel accounts that Jesus was baptized um, and the Holy Spirit descended upon Him, which began, began His public ministry empowered him by the Holy Spirit, right? And, and really, I mean, if Jesus had to do it, don't you think we should? Yeah, we should. If, if we want all that God has for us. God's got so much for us. But sometimes we, we limit that because we're unwilling to take an extra step. Unwilling to kind of maybe jump into something that, hey, Leah, let me kind of navigate that and figure that out. We just kind of back off and say, eh, no, no, no. What he wants is, is for us to be able to say, okay, man, if you've got this, like, in your work, you know, you always ask, hey, what's the benefit package? What, what do I get? How often can I go to the doctor? How much are they going to cover? What is this? What is that, right? But when it comes to, to what God has for us, a lot of times we, we don't even ask those questions. Well, I just got this much. When his whole idea is, man, as far as I can stretch my arms. That's what he wants us to be living in and walking in. So here, here the disciples were, right? They're side by side with him. They're, 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 they're experiencing a lives that are filled with adventure, uh, with excitement, with joy, with victory, uh, power, healing, and miracles. And I don't think they even understood that they were walking with the Holy Spirit the whole time. Yes, they were walking with Jesus, but Jesus was empowered by the Holy Spirit. So if he's empowered by the Holy Spirit, then they were seeing the Holy Spirit at work for three years. They were seeing the Holy Spirit work for three years. That's why he can say, that's why he's going to be familiar to you. That's why when you understand that the Holy Spirit is sharing something in your heart for you to either activate or act on, it's going to line up to what Scripture has to say. It's going to line up to what you've seen the Holy Spirit do through my life. Man, that to me is just powerful, powerful stuff. And so... Here we are where we got to get to the point where we begin to grow, right? How, how, how then can we grow, right? Well, for us, that means that, you know what, in order to get to know the Holy Spirit better, then we need to get to know Jesus better through the Word. I mean, just look at Jesus' life. Read the Gospels, look at his life, and then look at the book of Acts as well. And if you want to know about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit functions and how the Holy Spirit works, just read that. And look for it. Just don't do common reading, but actually sit out and say, okay, Lord, help me to see where the Holy Spirit was at work. And you'll see the Holy Spirit was a gentleman. The Holy Spirit was a gentleman. He didn't get all crazy sometimes. Sometimes that happens with people. But he, I mean, I, I can't see some of the stuff that I, I, I've read about in other places. And I'm not dogging those places. Just hear me out. But when you read scripture and you read through it, man, there was no like crazy, weird, oh my gosh, get me out of here thing. It was very much the, the subtle move of the Holy Spirit coming and, and, and transforming lives, 
changing people's lives. And so what we need to do is we need to get in the Word, right? Study Jesus' life. Look how the Holy Spirit was using in Him, right? Not just parts of it. I mean, I'm talking about really getting into it. And then, again, reading Acts 2 so we can come familiar. This is how the Holy Spirit functions? Yeah. Okay, I'm good with that. Because it's in the Bible. It's not something made up by man. It's actually scriptural. It's actually, wow, I can see that happening in the Bible. Our very last one is relationship with the Holy Spirit is intimate. Again, verse 17 says, He is holy, He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive Him because it isn't looking for Him and doesn't recognize Him. But you will know Him because He lives with you now and, and later will be in you. Now remember, He's saying this before He's taken up, ascended into heaven, and before the Holy Spirit comes in Acts chapter uh, 1 or 2. Um, but but again, it goes back to that point that he permanently resides inside of us. And as he does that, then you know what? We can have a relationship with him. He's not, he's not someone distant, far away. Only if we make him. He, he wants to be engaged in your life 24-7. 365 days a week. But are we willing to allow him that in our life, that place in our life? That's the question sometimes. Because we, we have our own ways of doing things. We have our flesh that sometimes gets in the way. We have things that, that you know, hey, I like it this way. When he might say, uh, no, no. Are we going to be able to submit in such a way that we just, okay, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and release this to you. I'm going to go ahead and turn from that area of my life because of who you are. And as you do that, then you know what? This relationship begins to build. It's just like marriage, right? I mean, when you first started dating, you didn't really kind of know who your you know, spouse was, in a sense, you're getting to know each other, right? You're calling each other on the phone, talking forever. You're going on dates and doing all this thing to get to know each other and think, whether well, is this the one, right? Where everything's just, you know, sunshine and rainbows and, and whatever. But, but see, you're, you're building this relationship. Same principle with the Holy Spirit. The more we acknowledge him as a person in our life, the more we acknowledge that he wants to come and be a central part of every area of our life, the more we, we commune and talk with him, you know, because it's okay to talk to the Holy Spirit too. It really is. I mean, there's times I'm like, Holy Spirit, help me today. I, there are times that I walk into a hospital room and I'm like, Holy Spirit, I need you right now. I need your presence to come with me into this hospital room because they either have an ailment that is, is moving them towards closer to home or man, they're just sick or maybe they're, they're desperate. But see, I, I don't want to walk in and have no power. I mean, I've got the Holy Spirit, but man, once I ask the Holy Spirit to come with me, be a part of my day, come and hang out with me, and even though I'm a knucklehead sometimes, he's still there, he's never going to leave me, I can walk into that hospital room and I can know for a fact that he is there. And I can pray according to what the Holy Spirit is, is leading on my heart to pray for these people. Or just even in, a, in a, an opportunity, you know, on a Sunday or, or Wednesday or, or when I'm out and about with people, just so I, I can hear and know. But see, I'm trying to develop this relationship because he wants to talk. He wants to communion with it. He wants to be a part. I mean, look at Jesus. I mean, I think Jesus and him and God the Father, man, they all talked all the time. I mean, it talks about how Jesus would go away in, into like a kind of a de deserted place while his disciples were sleeping. And he would spend time with the Lord, get his marching orders. But I, I, I'm guaranteeing that the Holy Spirit was part of that too. 
And then he would go. And then there would be times where, where the disciples would say, hey, no, you can't go that way. You can't do it that way. But Jesus was, you know, just not even moved. Now this is what I need to do. I only do what the Father tells me to do. I only do as, as the Holy Spirit's leading me. But see, that is not unattainable for us. Yes, we're, we're human. We're fleshly. But see, God understands that. But that's why he sent the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit lives in us to encourage us, to guide us, direct us, lead us. And he's not that scary. Right? Holy Spirit doesn't have to be scary. But he can be someone that you welcome into your life every single day and say, Holy Spirit, I'm glad that you partner with me. I'm glad that you, you walk with me. I'm glad that you are, are right there with me every step of the way. And even if I mess it up, I thank you for Jesus' work on the cross. I thank you that my sins are forgiven. I thank you that maybe if I missed it here, you'll, you'll help me make it up or you'll help me and teach me how to do it. Just don't make it hard. It's easier than you think. Don't let your mind get in the way because it'll cloud it all up and get it all going. That's why, you know, again, Scripture says transform. You're transformed by the renewing of your mind. But it's not as hard as you think. And so wherever you're at with the Holy Spirit, then, you know, I, I pray that you would grow in that relationship. But if you want to stay where you're at, man, I'm good. I'm not, I'm not forcing this down anybody's throat. But we wanted to just make sure that we have an understanding of who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives so that we can be all that God's called us to be. Because I believe this church has a greater destiny than 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 what you know we just come maybe see in the natural sometimes because i believe that god wants to work god wants man i just man i just do and so i hope you've been blessed by the word this morning i hope that it, that you receive it with gladness right you walk away and just say okay i maybe i don't get all of it but holy spirit help me and i guarantee you he will help you he is a helper he is a comforter and he wants to walk with you Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.